Elliott side by side, down the back stretch. Chastain in turn one, drives it in deep to the bottom. Problems along the front stretch. Kyle Larson gets sideways. He's young. He's informed. He's J.C. Fickenshaw. And it's time now to raise the door on J.C.'s Garage. Hi, welcome to J.C.'s Garage. I'm J.C. Fickenshaw, joined by David Stiles. I, I really don't know what to say. The the Atlanta race, best best race I've ever seen. Personally watched it, uh, watching it live. Um, I mean, start to finish, race was incredible. The, the racing that we're seeing at Atlanta now, I think th- third year around, tracks starting to get a little more slick it they they can run full throttle but these cars are right on the edge of control and watching them in a pack uh, and being able to push and make moves and then the finish i mean how can you not talk about it daniel suarez got to give a lot of credit to him he's locked into the playoffs it's big for him but this finish i mean incredible absolutely monumental for Daniel Suarez. I mean, we, we just a couple of weeks ago, we were like, this guy is on the ropes. Like, he might lose his ride. No. He's going to be good yeah. for a few years with a finish like that. He And I love that the owner of Trackhouse came out and said, this is our guy. Like, we want him here. There's no doubt in our minds that he can win races for us. He may go on a tear and win yeah. two or three more this season. Maybe not even in a row. Just come out and win races. I think that he's in a good headspace now. Their team looks very solid. He's had two pretty decent finishes the past two weeks. Everything about this Atlanta weekend was phenomenal. I mean, kudos to our own Doug Rice for being the Grand Marshal, giving the command. He was perfect. He revved everybody up. It was it was just a great moment for PRN to have him out there at the front to start the race. And then... If you didn't listen to any of the radio broadcasts, you really missed, it, you out missed out because yeah. the radio broadcast this week was probably the best one that I've listened mm-hmm. to. I mean, everyone was on their A game and for it to be our first broadcast weekend of the mm-hmm. year, it just, I, I mean, I can't sing their praises enough. It just goes to show you how good our, our team is and, and what Doug has done to kind of bring us all together to work for this common goal. And, and they just did a really awesome job. And, I know like Doug is beating himself up a couple of times because he's like, I called Blaney as the winner and I was wrong. And I was like, Doug, that's perfectly fine. He was driving a white and black car. The start finish line in Atlanta Motor Speedway is white and black checkered. I think that that made the car look a little bit longer because mm-hmm. TV even thought it was Ryan Blaney yeah. until they saw the uh, the data and saw that Suarez had won by three one thousandths of a second. The third closest finish in NASCAR history but it was three cars wide. It wasn't yeah, it Kurt was. Busch, Ricky Craven banging on the doors of one another at Darlington with two one-thousandths of a you know second. Mm-hmm. This was three wide for the for mm-hmm. the win on the last lap of a, a 1.5 mile, I guess, I don't know, super speedway track is what we're going to call this. Yeah, hybrid super speedway. It, it's, it's hard to describe it. All I can say is you got to go there. You yes. you have to go to Atlanta in person. If if I'm a race fan and I'm choosing which track from this point on throughout the season, we're kicking off the playoffs in Atlanta under the lights. Yes. That that is the best race you could possibly go to right now as a current NASCAR fan. Uh and again, if you didn't listen, get to listen to the uh the broadcast on PRN. Incredible. Uh matched the energy with the racing. Really, really entertaining. 
Uh, I, I had the PRN broadcast on on my phone and was listening to it uh, or watching it at the same time. And every minute of that race just had me entertained. I, I can't complain at all. And and the finish. Um, we talk about it. Three wide. Looked like uh, the original Cars movie. Uh, it, it's it's the all only thing over I the knew internet. Is that Kyle Busch didn't win. That Kyle Busch should have stuck his tongue out. It's, yeah, but I I think for Daniel Suarez, really really big. Um, he's gonna build off of momentum and, and and winning races and and winning this race and the way he did it, it's gonna build a lot of momentum. But I think the biggest thing that I've seen after this race is. Uh, Seven one thousandths of a second between Daniel Suarez and Kyle Busch, top three drivers. That is the closest finish between the top three drivers in racing history. Uh, I, I think that is really impressive, and uh, I, I, I just I, I can't really believe that we saw that. For me, it's it's looking at how the top ten, the top ten was all within about a second of one mm-hmm. another. And to me, I think Kyle Petty said this best. He said this on Fast Talk earlier this week. He said, most weeks we, you know, come out and say, these are the best 37, 38 drivers in the world. And Sunday they proved that. Mm-hmm. They made moves consistently without wrecking one another. I know there were a few big wrecks, but that was due to a couple of handling issues and people just driving their cars on the edge. It wasn't because they just flat out got wrecked by somebody mm-hmm. else. They truly were the best 37 drivers on the planet Sunday, and they showed it. They were able to move in traffic. There was one point there in that race between McDowell and Kyle Busch and, and Larson and I think a couple others, Chris Busher, Chase Briscoe, they all were Under fighting for you yeah. know, first through seventh, and it was just moving here down here up to the top back down to the middle and everyone just changing the lead constantly lap after lap after lap and we even had four wide racing at one point with austin cindrick going down to the bottom i mean this race had anything that you could like as a race fan and if you didn't enjoy it if you're one of those people that says i don't like the speedway racing they push and they wreck one another and all these cars get thrown out i don't know what's wrong yeah like, I, I don't i don't see how you can't like that racing and think that this is probably one of the best races that we've ever seen, or at least the best race of the 2020s and the best race of this yeah. next-gen car. Uh, and it will stand for a while. Um, 50 lead changes, like, passing all around. You, I, if, if, you don't, if you didn't like what we saw on Sunday, I, I really don't know what to say because it had everything, like you said, had everything start to finish. Um, and everybody was kind of up front at, at some point in time. A lot of cars had damage, but it, no cars were really knocked out of the race. There were a couple here and there, but a, a lot of contenders throughout the whole day. Got to give credit to Todd Gilliland. Uh, led Ran laps. Race. He, he has led the most laps out of all Cup Series drivers throughout the Daytona 500 in Atlanta. That's big for him uh, coming in, in to a role where he's kind of on the verge of his seat as well, I would say. But I think front row as a, as a whole looks really solid. Michael McDowell, two two front row starts. Uh, really impressive what I've seen from them. But when we start to go away from Atlanta, we're going to start getting into some more normal tracks. But where you see point standings right now, it's going to change a lot throughout the next couple months. 
But man, at Atlanta, just an incredible race. I think it's it's good to go into our ratings. This one for me, definitely in the nines. Uh, I I find it hard to not. I can't give it a perfect ten. It's it, that's just out of it. Um, I, I don't think anything can be a ten, but I think you put this like a nine point five, nine point four. It it was incredible from start to finish. I I really don't know what the ceiling, how you can move it any higher, but I'm going to leave a little bit of room out there because we have another Atlanta race. I I don't really know what to say. It's the best race I've ever seen in my life, though, personally. I'm going to agree. I think it's an easily a 9.4, 9.5 race. And and like you said, I don't know what the perfect race would be, but I'll know when I see it. But this is pretty darn close. So for me, it, it was... It was great. And the thing that blows my mind is Daniel Suarez was caught up in this wreck. Mm-hmm. Very minimal damage, but still damage. And was able to drive pretty much the whole race, keep her clean after that, and then get to victory lane. So, I mean, mm-hmm. just because you wrecked on lap two, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, yeah. we had a lot of cars. I think almost 14 cars wrecked on that first mm-hmm. big wreck, and everyone was already saying, oh, this is the big this is the big one, because it had so many cars involved in it. But it, for the most part, all of those cars were able to come out almost unscathed. I know yeah. Harrison Burton spun around, and I was like, <laughs> oh, "Shoot, that's uh, poor old Harrison Burton." Yeah, he just can't he just can't catch a break. And then he was back up there. Fighting. Yeah, I know. And it 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 to me it was just a a great weekend of racing. And what is even crazier is that since Phoenix, Chevy has won nine out of these last eight races. The only person that was not a Chevy to win a race was Cole Custer when he won at Phoenix. Yeah. So the, the Chevy has been dominating so far, and it, it just continues to show. I mean, Ryan Blaney did finish second, so Ford has been yeah. fast. It's just and they won the stages. And they won but, the stages, but Chevy's been able to win here at the mm-hmm. end. And and the one thing that I'm really grateful for is that Saturday we saw that Xfinity race kind of turn into a gas mileage mm-hmm. deal. When they had that first wreck and the crew chief was talking to Ryan Blaney, he said, okay, what's it like out there? And he says, we're going to need fuel. We're going to need tires. These guys are not saving fuel at all. We're out here to race. And that's, that's that was want. pretty much yeah. the feeling of the race the whole time Sunday. So, I again, 9-5 for me. I think it was great. And a couple other things coming out of Atlanta. Some penalties. Uh, Joey Logano gets fined $10,000 for uh they called it a safety violation um he added a patch of of fabric to his glove to make it look like a baseball mitt uh we saw we've seen the past couple super speedway tracks at qualifying where they stick their hands up by the window net try and block that little patch of air make their car a little bit faster on the straightaways and uh, he got caught for that and a ten thousand dollar fine and i think i saw a clip of the daytona 500 when he won the pole at daytona as he's pulling off the track, he slides off his glove and tucks it into his fire suit. So can't can't really complain about him trying something. It's it's he's gonna that that team's probably talked about it. Hey, let's let's give it a go. And it didn't didn't really hurt the, their race. It it could have gone really bad uh, because of the way pit road was set up at Atlanta. But he got lucky, oh, super with lucky. that uh, really lucky with that first caution and had one of the best cars all day. Just was a little too aggressive. And uh, got caught up in a wreck, but uh, the other side of it, two L one uh, L one um, penalties for Stuart Haas cars, Noah Gregson and Ryan Priest. That uh, that one, thirty five owner points, thirty five driver points. That one's 
going to hurt both those drivers because we know those Stuart Haas guys, we, we don't really know what they're going to bring so far, but what we've seen out of the next gen, what they've run uh, the past two years, they're, they'll have shots to maybe get some points, win some races, but it's going to be very small. So those those penalties will really hurt them severely. Well, I mean, Chase Briscoe was running a, a fabulous race, mm-hmm. just being way too aggressive, way too early. I mean, he was going from the top to the middle, down to the bottom, back to the top, down to the middle top, middle, bottom, just everywhere trying to get a pass. For me, I'm looking at that and it's almost that old adage, well, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Mm-hmm. So for Logano and them, I I don't know if they found that out in Daytona and then told them not to do it again and then they, they did, did it, again. it again and then yeah. they got caught. But you're absolutely right. Caught a huge break at the beginning of the race. Was at the back of the field and was going to have to do a pass-through penalty. Then they have a wreck on lap two and then all of a sudden you do kind of a whiplash effect, a double take, and he's leading the race. And I'm (laughs) like, I thought he was supposed to have a penalty. Now, as for the Stuart Haas infractions, they just can't seem to get out of their own way. I mean, it's one of these deals where, you know, it it just continues to snowball and get worse and worse for this team. So they need some good light at the end of the tunnel. They need a good run. I think Josh Berry can do that. He, he was running pretty well for the most case at Atlanta, but it just didn't materialize for them. And after Chase Briscoe wrecked out, that was kind of their only shot there in the top mm-hmm. 10. So that's just kind of how the cookie crumbles sometimes. I hope that they can come back up into the into the top teams of NASCAR because they've got some really good drivers. I think yeah. Briscoe is, is fabulous. I'd like to see Josh Berry has some success. I think Noah Gregson's hungry mm-hmm. to kind of reinvent himself after the – situations that he found himself in last year and so it i don't know but it's one of those deals where i just kind of throw my hands up and i'm like i i don't know what you guys are doing the best thing out of this situation for them is it happened at atlanta the second race of the year they have a lot of time to to work those points back uh yes minus 35 points would still hit them any point in the season but at least they know that they're losing 35 points now and not at daytona a week before the cutoff race. Um, so as we go into a, a Las Vegas, our first non-super speedway track and one that's not a quarter mile inside a football stadium. Um, <laughs> it, th- this is this is the first race of we're going to see what these guys have throughout the whole season. Uh, these mile and a half, mile, two mile long tracks. That's that's what these guys have to be good at if they want to contend and make the playoffs and contend for a championship. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see the Toyotas and Fords as we've seen the Fords have speed on on the super speedways. Uh, they, they're they super fast out front um, and they have numbers, but we'll see a little bit of change from that. I, I'd expect on these mile and a half, uh, maybe these cars are a little bit faster than what they were the last two years. Same thing with the Toyotas with the new Camry front face. Um, but going into Las Vegas, uh, I think there's a, a big group of guys who can win this race. Uh, Got to look at the Hendrick guys. I, I'd, I'd name all four of them. They can all probably go out to, uh, to Las Vegas, have a good shot to win the race. Penske guys, got to have them up there, especially Joey Logano and he's Ryan Blaney. The, he's won the title race, the Pennzoil 400, what, four yeah. times, I think? I mean, Pennzoil is on the car. He usually does pretty good. Mm-hmm. So to yeah. me, I, I'm looking at... I think the Gibbs cars will probably be I pretty like solid. Yeah. Um, we've seen, you know, Kyle Bush when he was still with JGR, they ran really well there. 
Martin Trix Jr. has ran really well there in the past. I think the RCR cars will be good there. I mean, it's it's Kyle Busch. Yeah. He's it's his hometown. Home track, yeah. I mean, he 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 should be pretty phenomenal. But to me, I am I am looking at these JGR machines, those Toyotas, and I think mm-hmm. all of them will be pretty solid. I mean, Christopher Bell, he had a pretty crummy finish in the uh, Atlanta race. He had a DVP, you know, problem and didn't, you know, he didn't get off the uh didn't get off the clock. So, I mean, that just kind of happens, but I think he could be really well. He's been trending up mm-hmm. and he knows, he knows how to win. He can smell the front, but again, I, I like true X in this. I think that he's, he's wants to kind of get back into that rhythm that he had last year. I mean, last year he was the season champ and he mm-hmm. kind of dominated at the mile and a half for the most part. And he's done that in the past, but I think you're right. I think the Chevys will continue to win and, I think that they could be pretty solid as we head into Las Vegas because this is what the bulk of the schedule is built off of. Yeah, and uh, for drivers, I, I think I want to note the twenty three eleven guys. They the last couple years, especially last year, showed a lot of pace on these mile and a halfs tracks where uh, they they've won races at uh, Kansas especially. But as you've pushed them out of Kansas at Charlotte and the Coke six hundred, we saw both drivers do really well, uh, and and all around. For both Bubba Wallace and Tyler Reddick, they've kind of that's that's kind of their bread and butter is, is these mile and a half. So I, I'd keep your eye on those two guys. But for for some of these teams that we're we kind of don't really know too much about going into the season, uh, I'd name Spire Front Row. I'm I'm really interested about Legacy Motor Club. Uh, these teams who have had kind of a facelift over the off season, maybe added a few things here and there. Um, We'll really get a good understanding of where they sit after Las Vegas. Yes, they could get into some trouble early that that might eliminate that. But for for the Spire cars, I think adding another ride to that, having the alliance with Trackhouse, we'll really see if they can can compete. Uh, I think a top fifteen run for Corey LaJoy would be really uh, a, a really good statement for that team, especially at Las Vegas. Same thing with Front Row; they've had a had a pretty big facelift, not around the back, but being in alliance with Penske and, and what we've seen from these first two races, um, moving them onto a mile and a half. I think Michael McDowell and Todd Gillen, from what I've seen from him this year, both of them can contend. Uh, I, I'm really interested to see if they can bring a, a good setup car, but I, I think this is where the season kind of starts. We had probably the best race ever last week at Atlanta, best one that I've ever seen. But for the rest of the year, these Talladegas, Daytonas, we only see them every so often. And those are the races that these guys can kind of circle. And this might be my chance, but Las Vegas and these mile and a half, these intermediate tracks, this is where you need to be consistent to compete. And and I'm ready, really interested to see what happens out in Las Vegas. Yeah. And to me, I'm going to look at those uh, Roush, Fenway, Keselowski cars, the RFK teams. I think they pretty consistent last year and you know even though Chris Busher had a few problems he still finished in the top 10 in Atlanta and Keselowski was running really well at Atlanta until he had a little bit of a problem and got caught up in one of those wrecks so I think both of those cars if, if I'm circling someone that I want to watch I'm going to watch both of those Fords and, and like you said the Toyotas and the Fords both have new front ends doesn't really do a whole lot when you're on the super speedway mm-hmm. tracks because it's all about being in the pack and drafting and using the momentum as we move into these mile and a half and in the different, you know, normal intermediate tracks, 
I think we're going to see just how these front ends operate and how these new cars do. And they may be behind the eight ball a little bit as they try to catch up to these uh, Chevrolets that have been, you know, in circulation now with this next gen, ne what is it, Gen 7 car gen 7, at yeah. this point? Because they, they seem to have it down. I mean, they were they were winning races last year, William Byron six on his own. So it mm -hmm. is very impressive. Um, but I, I'm looking at Chris Buescher to have a big year and I'm looking at Keselowski to have a big year too. So I think that them doing well on the 1.5 tracks is very important. And I think that could start in Vegas this weekend. Yeah. And, and as we talk about a little bit more of the facelift, I really don't think the Fords were going to see too much of a difference of what we've saw last year. Uh, I, I think the dark horse face is, is very similar. The way they built it on their next gen car is very similar to what they had. Um, but from what we've seen with the Camrys and the Toyotas, they, they seem to have a ton more downforce on the super speedways, which is more drag, which means in qualifying, they were kind of non-existent. Um, but when we go to these tracks that Las Vegas, it's going to be cooler this weekend, but super slick track surface, that extra downforce can help a lot, uh, with the handling of these cars. So it'll be interesting to see, I, I think the Toyotas more than the Fords, uh, because they're so much different than what they used to be uh, based off of what we saw from the super speedways. But uh, uh, like you said, I think the top teams we've kind of normally thought about, they're, they're going to show up. It's, it's these other teams here and there, front row, um, uh, RFK. I, I think those guys have some stuff not to prove, but they can kind of show some muscle uh, really early in the year at Las Vegas with a good run. As we narrow it down to a couple guys, though, who would you pick? I'm going to pick somebody that uh, has not had a great start to the year. <laughs> and I think, that, again, I, I'm in this Toyota camp for this race. I think they've been pretty solid here the past couple of times. And I, I want to kind of deviate away from Joey Logano continually winning this race. So I'm going to pick uh, Tyler Reddick. I think I like that, that. 2311 will have a good showing. I think him and Bubba have it figured out. Bubba, again, with a top-five finish at Atlanta, even though he almost ran out of fuel. But poor Tyler Reddick has just been caught up in all these different wrecks and just had really terrible luck to start the season. And He's a really good race car driver. Yeah. He's been very solid on the mile-and-a-halfs and the two-mile tracks. So um, I'm going to pick the 45 car. I like that pick. Uh, I, I like both the 2311 cars. Like you said, Joey's a hard one not to pick. I think Blaney's kind of in that realm with them, too. Uh, Kyle Larson, gotta expect him to be really good out there. Bowman has won there in Bowman, recent Bowman history. has won. The, they went one, two, three the last time we were there. Uh, Hendrick did. I, I think it's hard to to really narrow it down to one guy, but I like the teammate of the guy you picked. I like Bubba Wallace. I oh. I, I think he's shown speed on the mile and a half in the past. I don't know. Something about this race, though, I think coming off of a top five finish, good run at Daytona, I think he's he's hungry, and uh, I think the 2311 cars, are they've always been good on these mile and a half. I think they're going to bring two fast cars. I like Bubba Wallace to win this race. Something about it. I, I feel like he's going to get a little lucky in Las Vegas, and, and that's always a good sign. So I think an early race win for Bubba Wallace, for, for him to start the season off, He'd be kind of in. The, he's kind of in the same boat as Daniel Suarez, not as deep down, but a win would be a, a lot lift. of momentum, huge lift for him. It kind of reassurance of what he can do, and uh, and yeah, I, I think Bubba Wallace, I think he's gonna win it. I, I like it. I, I 
if you've watched the Netflix series, I love Booty Barker. <laughs> I, 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 I think he's awesome. So picking Bubba to win it, I think, is a phenomenal pick. Um, I think it's interesting that we're both in the 2311 camp mm-hmm. for this race. But I, I like to look at the season as a little section of many seasons. So yeah. after the first four or five races, we're going to figure out where everyone kind of stands. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of the beginning of that because these two super speedway races, um, they don't really tell us yeah. a whole lot because anybody can go out there and have a lot of speed and, and run well in a pack. And if you can survive, you can win the race. It'll be very different when we go to Las Vegas. So yeah. I think it's I think it's pretty cool that we both picked 2311 because we don't really know what's going to happen. Like you mm-hmm. said, we, it's it's kind of up in the air. Yeah, it's going to be a really entertaining stretch of races. We get some short tracks, get some intermediate tracks. Uh, the the very short and West Coast swing uh, is what we're off to. We're going to go Las Vegas, Phoenix. A- and both these tracks will, will tell us a lot, Phoenix being our championship race. Um, it's it's going to be a real telltale sign of what guys, if they make the championship for, can really show out there. But Las Vegas is, is the start of it, and, and I think... Whoever can build momentum, you look at the top five of this race, Who run, who's just running up front in general is going to really show you a lot about majority of the season, who's got it got it down early. But like you said, it's, it's kind of a segmented season of every couple of weeks you see something different uh, like we've seen in past where the summer starts and a guy like Chase Elliott just turns it on. He's on fire and goes on a massive winning streak. So anything can really happen. But I think this is a point where the season, the regular season, kind of starts. Uh, we we go out to our first intermediate track. It'll be really interesting to watch Las Vegas. Should be a really good race. You can listen to it on PRN Live. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm really excited to to kind of kick off the regular season. Thanks, David, for joining me. I'm JC Fickenshire, and thanks for stopping by the garage. <laughs>